Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. Greetings. Uh, welcome uh, to Podcast 13. Wow, beautiful. Today, we're going to divert a little bit because I'll be speaking on how to receive deliverance. Uh, we were talking about the importance of uh, how to monitor and watch the spirit of offense. So now <clears throat> I want to look into the way how one can walk into the spirit of deliverance. The first thing, when we're speaking about offense, we discovered that, or those who have been following me, is that I, I was able to explain uh, what offense does, the problems that offense brings, how it damages people's lives, and how the spirit of unforgiveness comes in. You fail to forgive. A person is filled with bitterness. And uh, there's no more joy in their lives. Name everything that you can think of comes in. And the diseases that comes because something attaches itself because you have not forgiven. Now today as I speak about deliverance, I'm looking at the point of deliverance from bondage. Deliverance from what? The spirit of offense is bondage. Depression is bondage. Suicidal mind is bondage. Any other kind of spirit that a person is going through, anything that puts you in a exile, you have no freedom of yourself, you feel there's something that is happening, is bondage. So I want people to begin to realize I need to choose deliverance. Deliverance from what? Deliverance from bondage is the answer everyone is looking for. And when we think of that, we begin to say, what am I supposed to be delivered from? Deliverance from sin and fresh. Deliverance from the love of the world. What am I talking about, the love of the world? There are so many times when people, they forget and abandon who they are as children of God, and they just become so covetous to the things of the world. It can be maybe people, they are so committed, you know, they love clothing, they love nice cars, they love bigger homes, they, they love, name everything that can be out there, you know. And I have a friend that just speaks of, about nothing. He speaks about bigger vehicles. He's, you know, his line of vehicles is Ferraris and Lamborghinis and all those expensive cars, and he calls them his toys. He's obsessed. And I, I remember, I, he gave me permission to share about this. So I told him, I said, you're obsessed. You need deliverance. I said, what do you call your toy? Costs probably more than 500000 some to a million dollars. I said, why not getting a car, you know, even for fifty, eight thousand? 8000 you know? I don't care as long the car that I'm driving takes me from one point, point A to B. I'm okay. So deliverance from the love of the world, deliverance from the evil one and the, the devil. When we speak of the devil, that's where we think of uh, bondages like sickness, diseases. You know, we it can be anything, kid inferior, cancer, name all kinds of things that comes, all the sicknesses. And you must remember that Jesus Christ was crucified for those. Now, the question comes, what does it mean to be delivered from sin and the fresh? 
That's the question that I want us to look at it. Why should I be delivered? Now, then the reason why we need to be delivered, the Bible in the book of Galatians tells us very well, Galatians chapter 5 is 16 to 26. We will not go through it all. The Bible tells us that we need to walk in the Spirit, and you want to fulfill the last of the fresh. So that means your mind must be wired to the things of the Spirit. How can one walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the last of the fresh? I think that's the question everybody is asking. You know, how can I walk in the Spirit? The things of uh, the freshest versus the spirit. Galatian Christians might argue that the religion of Christ had not been done for the deliverance that they had expected, whereas they had been taught to believe in the almighty power of Jesus Christ and of his grace. They found that they were abiding within them Another strength of the wholly different kind, a false antagonistic to the grace of Jesus Christ, a power constantly inclining them to evil. So the Galatians church, they were so bound to those things. But I want you to see something that is very important in this subject as we speak about deliverance you know, from the spirit of offense, deliverance from sickness, deliverance from bondage, deliverance from all these things. There's twofold nature of man. Man's nature presents two sides. On the one hand, the body with the physical needs, desires, and all its impulses. On the other hand, the spiritual nature distinguishes him from the animal creation. We are not animals. (laughs) We are human beings created in the image of God. So these two sides are often found in collision, warring against each other. The question is, how shall they be adjusted? That's the question that we always ask ourselves. How can I adjust myself? Because there's that animal instinct. I I know some years ago, you know, when I was young, I had someone, a friend of mine, he was very wildly, and he was saying to me, he says, I have two people warring inside me. He says, one of them is an animal, is a dog, and that dog, when it comes, it can hit you because I don't understand. Then there's one who is a sheep. When that sheep is inside me, anything that you think of, I'll bless you. You know, you're asking me to say, hey, Bless me with some finances. Bless me with this. He says, I'll be able to do that. He says, but when that animal comes, the dog inside me, says, doesn't care, doesn't respect people, doesn't do anything. And after some time, when I became a Christian, I realized that animal inside him was a devil. He's a demon. He doesn't need to have that animal, but that's not the way how God created us to be. So God created us to be good people. So these two sides are often found, as I said earlier, in collision, warring against each other. And then here's what I think which they should be adjusted or which ought to lose. The two extremes of crushing out one 
or the other. Entirely are both wrong. Entirely are both wrong. The Christian method does no violence to any genuine part of the human nature. It respects all aspects, but emphasizes the highest, not by crushing out the lower, but by bringing it into proper subordination, so that there shall be harmon, due proportion, and a complete unit. The spiritual nature must have the first place. The spiritual nature must have the the first place. Now, when we talk about the first place, that means what we are saying is that it is the most noble and therefore the most worthy of attention. So that means this spiritual nature should be the most noble and we must pay attention. Ask yourself, what makes me to do what I do? What makes me to behave the way how I behave? Why? You know, am I a better person? You know, I always tell people, I said, if someone today comes to me and say, you know, I'm not, uh, a, you know, I, I, there's no God. I'll choose to, lie, the, to live the life that I live, believing that there's a God. And I believe there's a God. I'll never question that there's a God. I know God is there, is in existence. So what I'm saying, I just want to clarify this. I, what I'm saying is that if someone today came to me and say there is no God, I'll still live the life that I live. Because one, I've found peace, I've found joy, I've found strength, I'm able to do what I need to do. I'll find you know, friends that uh, I would never have found in the worldly life. So this kind of life, you know, it has put me in connection and in contact with the right people. Now, the spirit is to be the directing and the ruling element. It is to sway the body, not the body to take over. <laughs> this is uh, where the corrosion is. Several times we allow the body to take over. You know, I woke up this morning. I don't think I checked how my spirit is, but I can reassure you, I checked how my body is. <laughs> I blushed my teeth. I washed my face. I took a nice shower. I combed my hair, and uh, I did everything, or the whole nine yard. So the body has taken over. And, uh, well, on the other hand, I had some prayers. I prayed this morning to ask God to lead me, to guide me. But uh, the question is, how many times do we wake up and uh, ask a question, how is my spirit today? You know, how am I feeling? How can I do this? Now, the physical nature is to be allowed to exercise its nature Rights, but under the guidance, under the control, under control of the spiritual. How practical is all this? Paul does not content himself with taking up a mere negative attitude. To have simply forbidden this, all that, or told his readers that they were to exercise restraint upon their passion would have been. At best, only a partial and unsatisfactory way of dealing with their danger. Now, he was far too true 
a master of a human heart to fall into the error that nothing more than prohibition was needed. Now, here's something that we needed to understand. A man must be given definite and positive duties to fulfill if he is to be saved from evil thoughts, habits, and passion. Now, what are these? This is true of us all, the body, the mind, the soul. This is true. And uh, theologian, there, there's a lot of debate with theologians. Some they call it, uh, there's a trichotomy and uh, there's a dichotomy. But I, I believe, you know, in the three. And uh, because I believe that allow the Spirit of God to rule. I'm a human being, and within me as a human being, I have a body, and in my body there lives a soul and the spirit. But there's a fine line that divides these. And that's why it depends what you feed is what will take over because there's a fine line. As we all know, if you know God, God is a gentle God, is a gentle God. He will not force his way. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis that my spirit will not strive with man. So if God is a gentle God, we find out something that is very, very important. He is not going to force his will upon you. We are free moral agents. We choose what we think we want to be, we want to do, we where, where we want to go, and nobody. You know, I've heard the people this saying, you can't tell me anything. I'm on my own. I'm a human being. There's nothing that you can tell me. I'm a grown-up person. And that's what is killing a lot of people. I'm grown-up person. Who says a grown-up person cannot be given advice, cannot be corrected, cannot be edified, cannot be rebuked? That lack, lacking of uh, correction is a dangerous thing. So be up and doing. Don't be idle. Let your life have a definite aims and your heart and mind have actual impulses, desires, and principles. In this way, will you be better able to resist what is evil and grow in what is the best? The appeal of spiritual nature, such as it was Paul's method, and it was the one which treats man with tremendous respect and is calculated to effect the desires and end most completely. Man is not a machine. <laughs> so human being, we are not machines. That's why we get tired, we sleep. <laughs> you know, the nighttime is for sleeping, the daytime is for waking. Now, you may ask me, hey, Dave, what about uh, people who work in the nighttime? Well, if they work in the nighttime, when they come in the morning time, they take some rest, they take some sleep. All right? So man is not a machine to be regulated only by external influences. That means God, even when God created a human being, he gave us time to relax and to rest. He has a reason, will, conscience, and love in a word and a spiritual nature. To appeal to this spiritual nature and a place in its 
proper position of authority and rule is to treat men as men and do so with the greatest hope of success. Law alone will, will only succeed if there is response from within. Self-restraint will not be sufficient. What is needed is the creation of an inward power of good and a self-acting principle that shall love and will strive after what is the what is highest and the best, and from the innermost stronghold of fortif- fortification of the spirit rule, and every thought, word, and act. Paul, we find something here that Paul did. Paul advocated this when he said, walk in the spirit. He contains for voluntary saves as against enforced spiritual obedience, as against mere living by so here's the thing. Why does he want us to walk in the spirit so that we should not fulfill the desires of the what? The fresh. Now, Paul, we find a lot of great things here. He advocates the life of love. It's important to live the life of love. And that's one thing that helps us to receive our deliverance. Now, Paul advocates these things. He's an advocate of love, purity, wisdom, as a life against the impulses, desires, and the passions of the physical nature. And in doing this, he does not mere respect the man as spiritual. He does not simply point out the superiority of the spiritual, but he seeks the best thought, word, deed, and the whole tenor of life upon a heart, loving what is good and hating what is evil. So loving what is good is very, very important. Saves with Paul is spiritual, free, spontaneous, and high-minded. The stronger desires and the spiritual forces for what is good not only check what is terrible, but also influences manhood, lifting every focal power and the impulses and the pure atmosphere. Now, I'm going to be bringing you to understand uh, what deliverance means about, and I'm going to be speaking on walking in the spirit, the preservatives from the last of the fresh in uh 14. I think I'll be speaking on 14, uh, part 14 of uh, Issues of Life, Choose Deliverance. So I'm going to be answering some few things here because I I want you to understand I I didn't just jump on to the point whereby I tell you how to bring deliverance. I'm bringing you uh, very well, you know, step by step, so that you can understand how to walk in the spirit and choose deliverance. Shalom, shalom. Listen to part 14. Thank you for listening to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new episodes are released.